That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say, you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well, you know. I would be mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like the master in the, you know, had one. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. When you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the one Packers Podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer, joined as always with Kyle and Hank, boys. Hello! Or should I say, boy, Hank is once again out. Another bye week. Another bye week, just like around Thanksgiving time where, you know, Menards gets busy for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. They're once again busy for Christmas, so he's working a little OT. Not I think, yeah, I think the holidays are tough on Uncle, too. <laughs> I think there's some turmoil there. Um, but, yeah, it's not a, It's like Hank said himself, actually. It's not... It's not a goodbye. It's just to see you soon. Yeah, that's so, what he... <laughs> he'll be back. That's what he texted us in the group message. So he'll be... He better be back next week, but we won't have according to Hank. But that doesn't matter that much. Kyle, we need to pretend to you know celebrate this like we haven't already. But uh, mm-hmm. congratulations on the Green Bay Packers. Thank you. Winning the <laughs> NFC North. Kyle, <laughs> congratulations this Congratulations to you, too. Hey, thank you. You know, I am part owner. You're, you're a season ticket holder. That's and we have right. a podcast talking about it. So I think this is how one talks about the football team. But yes... It's, you know, after the 2018 season, it really made you kind of, you know, value these a little bit more. Mm. But now the third year in a row, it's just yeah, kind of like, whatever at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> unfortunately, just, I'm conflicted. And we, we talk all the time about being spoiled and entitled fans. And yeah, this is just kind of another indication of that where I just, I, I you know, it's cool to win the division, but it's just so like, like the... The only thing I really like about winning the division is it guarantees a home playoff game. Right. Which, by the way, actually, I already we already have our tickets, our <sighs> section see. and seats. So I'll be. I, I saw they were all booked up this year too. I think I the will last be couple in attendance for the home games. Um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, the NFC North. I mean, maybe it feels different this year just because the NFC North is such a joke, and it was <laughs> never. I mean, there's three weeks left. Yeah. And it's already clinched. Like, there I mean, was sh- no it, type of sweat. Yeah, it really should have been last week just with, once again, how terrible the NFC North. I mean, anyone who had to set, sit through that game oh on Monday goodness. night between the, the uh, two. Well, I don't even know. who Who's the... How would you rank the other NFC North teams right now after the Lions do us a favor? Uh, 4A, B, and C. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, if I'm rooting for one of them, it's the Lions. It's hard not to yeah. like that team at this point. Yeah, but. I, I have always, um, I don't know how to put this, I guess liked the Lions. I always liked their fan. They always seem, excuse me, the most self-aware, Like they're and they're very self-deprecating because they know, you know, how, how bad <laughs> they really have it. And so yeah. I've always appreciated that. It's just... The Vikings, you know, they just have this weird, unearned arrogance, and that's what's off-putting. But the Lions, they just, they're kind of like the they, lovable losers. They haven't earned anything, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at this point. It's, but, like, but like neither of the Vikings, but they, 
At least they've had. Yeah, you're not wrong. The Vikings are just such a weird team if you're a fan of them because, as we've always said, obviously they haven't accomplished anything, but they also have the most wins and the highest winning percentage of any team in the NFL that hasn't won a Super Bowl. Which, I mean, cool. Like, that's <laughs> I the know. worst I know. stat I've ever heard. Legitimately, like, there's no worse team you could root for what is yeah because it's like you know you get a little taste of victory but then never the yeah, whole, what, the whole what meal the, what was that hand motion like, like a little just a little taste a li- yeah a little taste a little you know a little just a little spritz a little diddle yeah well, how many teams haven't won this? sorry to put you on the spot like this but it's got to be like <laughs> the lions the vikings uh um, i would i would have guessed like what 10 plus the Bengals, yeah yeah, it's Damn something it, like that. Need Hank. Shit. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would have been quick to update us on that. But I mean, God, even just talking about the Lions, they're once again, like we say, more than anything else on this, we're so damn blessed. Mm. You know, we don't even care about the stupid shirts we could buy right now. Mm. And you know, if you're like a Lions fan, the number one selling item from their pro shop would be a t- <laughs> title if, if they ever eventually Absolutely. got one. But uh, yeah, Packers won on Sunday. If anyone forgot, I'm sure you didn't. Uh, 31 to 30. We will talk about the game. We'll have our pick six, having the six plays that shaped the game. After that, we'll talk about the offense and defense. We'll have take news once again. Mm. I mean, God, it would have aged pretty nicely too if we had yeah. talked about it last but week. Now it's just we're in prime position to to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah. Which being one, the MVP race, and two, we can talk about the playoffs and how everything's shaping Holy up right smokes. now. What a great weekend in the NFC. Really weird. So I wasn't good. paying attention. All of a sudden, you look up, and it's like, oh, wow. Oh, the Lions actually did you know, finish off. Incredible. The, probably the biggest upset all year, too. But yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll have Is Kyle and Idiot some Packers trivia, and we will have our preview of the Browns game. But first, pick six. Yes. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yes. All right, first. Oh. Oof. <laughs> or I guess we'll have to keep that in. <laughs> you really enjoyed that one, Spence. Yeah. That wasn't even my my beverage. Uh, first, pick six. Piss, you got it. Yeah, you got it. Pick six. Pick six. Play. There it Oof. is. Man, st- st- stumbling oh along. Oh my god. So first one setting up this play. Ravens had a third and five first possession of the game, and uh, on that play. Huntley drops back, throws it to Mark Andrews, who picks up 43 yards, gets them in range, which eventually leads to their fourth down, which for how bad the red zone defense was early in the year, it's crazy how at times it's like they're incredibly good because it feels like there was about 10 plays in the red zone on this drive. But facing a four four and three on the Ravens three, Huntley drops back, runs out to the right, and Devondre Campbell tackles him. Sack, the only sack of the game. They turn it over on downs, keeping it at 0-0. Zero to zero. But I feel like it was kind of the message of this game, too. I think Hank jinxed us after last week talking about how you prefer a long touchdown right, yeah. as opposed to that exact thing. a long, methodical drive eventually leading to, leading to a touchdown, which just happened over and over, but didn't happen that first series. Mark Andrews still, you know, setting them up, but yeah, they that was really impressive to stand up like that. I think they got the Ravens got like two first downs within the twenty yard line, which I feel like yeah. is is hard to do mathematically. And then they had a first and goal from like the four yard line, and yeah. to to be able to stand up from that position is is great. And it, um, like you said, it was set up by the long gainer from Mark Andrews, which was 
uh, ominous for what was to come for the rest of the day. Yep. He is a very good football player and uh, very much abused the matchup of whenever Kevin King was on him or Savage. Savage had a, a rough outing to to start the night. Yeah, we'll have to talk about him later. He's once again, he's just I, st- you know, we're in year three, year four. Year three. Year three for Savage, and I still don't know what the hell he is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I on that particular play, the long one he had to get in the point of territory, I think he was just late. I think there was maybe some miscommunication pre-snap, and he just seemed to to be a step behind for Andrews, and it was an easy, easy pitch and catch. But um yeah, rough, rough showing. I mean, Mark Andrews, again, though, is is very, very good. He's an elite player. It's almost like Savage, because you know, we always hear about how explosive and fast he is. It's like he plays, it's tough to say this exactly with Mark Andrews, but he like plays down to mm. someone else's level. It's like you shouldn't be trailing this guy. You know, I don't it you know, you wish Amos almost would have been covering him just because he's more of a bulky guy, but I also don't know what in the hell I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So mm-hmm. thank you. Your best your most uh, loud <laughs> agreeing hmms are <laughs> are when I'm saying I'm an idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on, the next pick six play. Uh it was after a Huntley <laughs> Huntley to Andrews touchdown, making it seven nothing at this time. Um Packers are facing a third and four. Aaron Rodgers has a pass short and to the right to Alan Lazard to pick up six yards, pick up the first down, um, which eventually led to a A.G. Dillon touchdown. But one of those kind of, you know, there wasn't any big plays on that drive, but it's kind of been what the offense has been the last couple of weeks here where we're a lot more, you know, in flow with things. It's been kind of up and down at the beginning of the year, but methodical drive lazard with a nice catch and that was the that was the tough catch he had to like stretch out for right yes yeah that was a really impressive catch one of those where it's like you had to see the replay almost to see if he caught it because you half expected it to hit the ground yeah the angle he was at i was getting you know like vibes from last year where he was just the third down yeah third down into first down machine and with tough catches like that it was it was good to see that again yeah, and like I said, eventually led to the A.J. Dillon touchdown, which got, like even off the top of my head, it's like I can hardly even remember what that play looked like because it was just kind of a... Uh, it was, yeah, it was, there was no just like right stuffing up. at all. It was, yeah, wide open hole and easy, easy six. Uh, moving on, the next pick six play. Uh, <laughs> once again, I mean, it's just something that happens every week. It is 7-7, or no, it's 14-7 at this point. Packers facing a third and three. Aaron Rodgers pass out short to the left to Devontae Adams. Touchdown, tying the game up. Once again, just another thing that kind of sums up this game, too, where it was more obvious than in other games, but the double coverage on Devontae mm. throughout the entire game and even at the goal line with the one guy matched up right on him and then the other one, like, in no man's land. Yeah, we, we talked about it briefly and it was very weird the the coverage they because yeah if you're gonna double him like just double him I, I like the the guy behind the guy who was over Devonte like just was in yeah no man's land and just the outside there was so much room out there I think they were on the the short side of the field too so Devonte had even more room and just very yeah very bizarre coverage there and I I know that the Ravens were missing their entire secondary. I'm sure that had, you know, something to do with it, but I don't know. It just, it looked 
too easy. Like I, I just like any anyone could have ran that route and scored. I understand like the Devonte slant is pretty lethal. I mean, all his routes are, but it's like if they wanted to run a little out or you know kind of fade, it's like the guy the double coverage was just useless. Yeah, exactly. Useless is a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I I was going to come up with a joke there. Could not think of anything. Mm. So we'll just move on to the yeah, next yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, so facing a third and nine, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it. you just can't not bring this, this play up. It's the one that has been on replays since the end of the game. Aaron Rodgers uh, passed short the middle to Marquez Valdez-Scantling for 25. Um, sorry, that's the one that set it up, but eventually led to an Aaron Rodgers pass up the middle to Marquez Valdez-Scantling for the touchdown, making it 28-17. to This is all the way at the beginning of the fourth quarter now. Um, the MBS drive, it was nice to see him mm. step in. Once again, you never know who the number two receiver is going to be on this team week in and week out, it which, seems which like. honestly, it feels like a great problem to have at this point. Yeah, it's just, it's like a couple players on this team. Like MVS, he could be this guy where, you know, 90 yards and a touchdown, or... You know, you also wouldn't be surprised if he has, like, two targets. One, one catch for three yards, yeah. Right, and this was the MVS drive. I I mean, he has the touchdown, which is nice. You don't see a lot of the touchdowns to MVS that aren't bombs. Or, yeah, or yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it was, a, I think, a slant over the middle, yeah. and he actually had to sort of break a, a defender. Yeah, you rarely see those types of scores from MVS. More of a refined route runner now, mm -hmm. but once again, the play that kind of set it up was that shot right down the middle the one that we've seen the all 22 of. uh i think you're i think you're misremembering the the one we're talking about the 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 touchdown was one play but to set that drive up was the mvs play was the the one that just whizzed by are you sure yeah because that one was bef that's why i said when we were watching back i was like it's such a waste because that was the play right before half and that was like the very first play where he he split three oh, defenders. Oh god, damn it! Yeah, and then he got sacked on the next play, and then but uh, yeah, I must have copied the but wrong. There, there was uh, the the twenty five yard to set up was just a nice in route. He was wide open and great great catch because yeah, we we just we haven't seen that really up to this point in MVS's career of being able to go over the middle or run nice refined routes and and get open like that. So it's good to see him get involved on targets that are not over 40 yards yes yeah because he didn't even the even the long one that he had wasn't the prototypical deep yeah it was a, it was like a corner route is and it it was again it opened up because Devonte was getting double teamed and it was just a <laughs> absurd throw from rogers that he makes look so simple but when you look at it from a zoomed out view it's it's absurd you see that on the pat mcafee show today too he was like yeah i didn't even think it was like that impressive of a throw at the time but then he saw the replay and he was like oh okay i, <laughs> I really that... dropped it in a bucket there yeah wow that was actually something uh moving on the next pick six play <sighs> this is when things started to fall apart you know after you know it's 28 17 and then the ravens got the ball back they turn it over on down well, yeah like it was 30 28 17 they get the ball back and then they go for it on fourth down on their own 30 and then they don't get it, and you think, all right, game over. Because then at yeah. that point, there was eight and a half minutes left, and it's like ball at the 30. This offense has been rolling. Like, all right, let's punch it in and, and get going. But weirdly, it was not over at that Yeah, point. and it, so, of course, that's the time that the Packers just decide to sputter. I saw, I think Ross Uglum posted that, like, the win probability thing actually went down after the Packers made that field goal. It was at, like, 98%. Then after they chose to... 
kicked the field goal. It went down to 96. I mean, that does kind of make sense just because, I guess, logically, like, they went from being up two possessions to being up two possessions. Right. And if they would have obviously scored a touchdown, it would have been a three-possession game. So Yeah. I mean, I I wonder when Wayne Larrabee threw out his dagger because I wouldn't have been surprised if he did it on the, on the, uh, the set it down. The fourth and sixth stop. Yeah. Right. But... So, of course, we had to sweat this one out because the Packers don't always make it easy, kind of mm-hmm. like the week before. God, the, yeah, against the Bears, too, some subpar teams. But facing a fourth and six on Baltimore's 14, uh, 521 left. Huntley, Hunt, I'm going to keep saying Huntley. Huntley passed short to the middle to Mark Andrews to the GB3 for 11 yards, which eventually led to Huntley scrambling the play after that for the three-yard touchdown. Just, it just, like I said, it just kind of, Kevin King just seemed to be in no man's land a lot out there, especially on that uh, fourth down that Mark Andrews converted. He played pretty soft and yeah, it was, it was tough to see, but a lot, ton of credit to Huntley that he played really well. I, I mean, maybe struggled a little bit in the first half, but when, when it was, you know, time to bring him back in the game, he, he was making a ton of plays. Yeah, it's because I didn't see much of the game last week when he came in against the Browns. But, I mean, a lot of people were talking after this, too, how he's going to be a hot commodity after this year to potentially, you know, compete for a starting job somewhere else. Really bizarre how he was undrafted. Yeah, and that was, was the big talk, too. And and he was uh, he all, all Pac-12 over Justin Herbert. Yeah. But uh I know you know we all we always talk about Justice on Twitter. He's yep. a big Packers fan, but he's somehow an Oregon Ducks fan. So he is familiar with Herbert obviously. But right. he always rips about how the coaching staff like basically neutered Herbert in college and maybe that's a why. But still to to win all Pac-12 over a a at the time was a, a top 10 NFL prospect and then to go undrafted and then to go and then put that film out there wasn't invited to the combine either. Yeah, which like is, just yeah. the the evaluation process for a lot of teams. Um, they yeah, they definitely dropped the ball there. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I I don't know how some teams evaluate. It's you know you, he's brought up a lot, but like you know someone like Tim Boyle too. The how it's just crazy that he's in the league after throwing you know twice as many picks as touchdowns. Yeah, you look at his college stats and the colleges he went to, and it's like what has this guy done to? be on an NFL roster no disrespect but like the numbers weren't there and the the uh what's the the luster of the the college he went to wasn't there either, so it's just weird right um moving on we'll talk about Huntley later too the last pick six play after the Ravens get the ball back and of course drive down the field score on another run from Huntley after a Horrific punt. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have to talk about special teams once again later. Hey, big improvement this week, though. They were still bad, but they were better than the week before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, the bar was in hell. It, yeah. Um, but the Ravens score, uh, obviously making it 30-31. to 31. Elect to go for two. Huntley takes the snap. Kind of a weird play call for how well they're you know, moving the ball to really just isolate it to move in the to pocket. Roll out, yeah. I guess you want to give it to, you know, put it in your playmaker's hands and that one Huntley who they probably had the option for him either running it in or throwing it to Mark Andrews, but both of them just no chance. Throws it throws that out to Mark Andrews. Savage gets just enough of his finger on it. 
well, I, complete. I, it's yeah, it was a weird, very weird play call for like you said, how well they were moving the ball. And it looked like Yeah, he had two options in that play. Throw to Mark Andrews or run it. Like there was no other option for him to throw to. And I mean it was a pretty poor throw because it didn't even need to be defended that right. well. Like it was just Savage, I think, tipped it, but Stokes would have been there even if Savage, you just imagine if Savage is just not in the play at all. Like Stokes is still there, able to break it up. I just pretty poor throw and really, really weird play call. Yeah, and I mean, Andrews was like running out of space on that right. side of the end, end zone too. But I got asked the question, you know, the it came up today too, the little um, NFL films had the whole bit, you know, showing Harbaugh talking to the all the players asking if they want to go for it. They elected to go for it. Kyle, what? Uh, well, I think one, you had to have known they were going to go for two in that scenario, just knowing Harbaugh. But two, would you have gone for two in that situation? Uh, I guess one, if you're the Ravens, and two, if you're the Packers, like what would you do in that situation? Yeah, that's tough. If if I'm the Ravens, yeah, I'm absolutely going for that. I have no issue with that. They're they're they were so depleted. They really had no business being in that game. And to have a chance to go win it, you, yeah, hundred. I don't understand how you could have a problem with the yeah. Ravens going for it there. I, 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 I don't get it. Uh, for the Packers, yeah, that's that's what makes it interesting because obviously the Packers have much more to lose in terms of you know standings and and things of that nature. But uh, I, I, I always, I mean, I, I think back to the. Uh, the Jeff Janis Hail Mary game against that, the Cardinals. Yeah, you have to. And at that time I wanted them to go for it. So yeah, I would have been I would have been fine with either option. Um, but I would probably prefer to, yeah, just just go for the win because with the way that defense was playing, they were gassed. They had let up two straight touchdown drives. Right. We lose a coin toss and they're back out there again. So yeah, I, I would have been I would have been fine with going for it. I would have preferred going for it, but would have been fine with kicking yeah. the one as well it was one of those two and i i agree with both your opinions there too but it's i mean i assume they were gonna make it i was you know yeah. af- after they yep. scored i was like okay i know they're gonna go for it they're probably going to score just because huntley's been really you know a game changer in this game and i was like okay well we've got one timeout and That's 40 four, I think it was 40 46 seconds left. yeah and yeah. for him to scamper in i was like oh thank i yes least he's in. Like, <laughs> all right we have we have at least some time because, yes. I mean, well, shit, the San Fran game, that was, what, 37 seconds with no timeouts, maybe? Yes. So, yeah, that was anything over, well, I guess 37 seconds I would have been been fine with. Because, yeah, like you said, we, you kind of knew that they were going to go for two there. Yeah, and, I mean, I I was like, oh, it was it was like, you know, lack of days of class. I'm like, oh, wow, okay, I guess we, we won the game. <laughs> I really I was not expecting Sweet. this, but, yeah, that was it. Uh, so, yeah, pretty... I don't know. I I'm glad I was. I had a busy weekend. I had you know celebrated Christmas with my family because we're going to California next week. Mm-hmm. So I didn't post the graphic with our score predictions, and oh, thank God we God. we didn't because we had we all had pretty big blowouts. I think I really wonder. I think if mine Lamar- was thirty-one seventeen though, and I know it, I mean, they looked had good. A chance. I I was wondering too because at that point I was like, well, maybe I'll post it after the game. But then after what happened, I'm like, nah, I'm yeah, not, I'm no. not going to do that. I do wonder how that game would have went if. It were a injured Lamar as opposed to Huntley because I don't think Lamar really would have done better than Huntley. Uh, yeah, game. but on that same tune, it is it's insane to me. Like I I, I should I, I shouldn't be surprised at this. I guess I'm I'm really not. But 
it's rich to see people like, oh, is it is it time to move on from Lamar Jackson? Should they really give him thirty million dollars a year? And it's like, God, this is just the world we live in. Just people yeah. just need to have these piping hot opinions, and it's like, <sighs> relax. It's and I was surprised too that this was the first uh, game that Lamar has missed due to injury. Really? Yeah, apparently. I think at least, yeah, since he's been in the league or the last three or four years, I'm pretty sure that's what... That's got to be fake. I am pretty sure it's true. I meant Hank. We'd have Hank fact check, but obviously he's not here. But yes, that was the game. Moving on to the review of the game. All right, starting things off with the offense. Uh, I figured maybe we could just start off with general thoughts. I already kind of mentioned it, but... MVP. Well, MVP, we'll talk about that later. It's... Once again, such a weird year for even the MVP race because no one's usually someone's like running away with it, mm. and even at this point, like I don't think anyone is in in a different world. Maybe like ten years ago, I think a lot of people would argue Jonathan Taylor. I was gonna say Jonathan Taylor is the only one that really comes to mind, right? But well, yeah, we'll talk about all that fun stuff later. But once again, like I said earlier, too, the offense seems to finally be finding this groove that we were looking for all year and right when the defense seems to be falling out of it, we've talked a lot about complimentary football and it's like the Packers are a great football team, but they're not a good, like complimentary football team. One, the special teams are always bad. Like it's, yeah, it's always something. And if the offense is good, you know, the defense isn't as good when the defense is good, the offense isn't as good. So I don't, maybe they'll figure it out. I'm not complaining once again, because the team's pretty damn good. But just something that I, you know, noticed after literally since Rodgers has broken his toe, he the offense has only gotten better for whatever <laughs> reason. But of course, Aaron Rodgers stat line for the game: uh, twenty-three for thirty-one, two hundred and sixty-eight yards, three touchdowns. It was sacked three times, but yeah, he's the most valuable player in football. Probably uh, I mean, he really has been for the last. Mm, 14 years so uh yeah uh it's i love him so much i'm happy he's a packer he'll be back next year and uh all is well he's really good at like making us think too much about that last you know last week the whole post like you know pat matthew oh you love being a Packer. He's like oh i love playing ball and then yeah. today he says the thing what was it? oh the yeah you're uh you're either playing in Lambo, which is <laughs> iconic, or you're hosting the fucking Green Bay Packers, which I hope you put that as a soundbite in the intro. Yeah, it, I was thinking about that too. It's hard because there isn't as great of a drop in it, but maybe I'll finagle my way and I'll have to find that uh, audio file. But yeah, this was a this was a game with a lot of special throws, and um, thankfully a game that with throws that we don't seem to be taking for granted. <laughs> God, <laughs> we, we might. We, yeah. It seems like a lot of these throws are getting the proper admiration that they deserve, especially that one over the middle to MVS. Uh, again, sucks that it was kind of a wasted throw just because yep. they got sacked on the next play. Didn't score any before half, but the ball, I mean, so ridiculous. The ball he dropped to MVS where he went to the ground, catching it to set up his touchdown, which you were talking yep. about earlier too. I mean, all these just little things that, these lollipop throws, the play action passes that he's really been. He said he's getting so saucy with the fakes. Oh, yeah. real, real pronounced with them. It's like after last week when he had the one, Matt's like, oh, you're going to like do that with it. And Aaron was saying like, oh, it's not even me that's really calling. It. It's like Matt just really likes it. It's like, OK, well, love it. You could have like held these play fakes earlier like this as well. But I'm surprised. What? I'm actually surprised that didn't like spark a uh, Florio 
headline <laughs> like a LaFleur is he is he too controlling of Aaron Rodgers oh I, th- I thought you were gonna say something like oh Aaron Rodgers once again going out of his way to lie to <laughs> to people this <laughs> time it's just the defense you know right. but yeah what once again Aaron Rodgers since the toe injury 13 touchdowns one pick and he's still running too he had four rushes mm. in this game he had the one that was <laughs> one of the more this is egregious, but one of the more surprising plays he's made all year where he ran for eight yards and didn't slide and just got hit. It was like, come on, man, that was first down. Like, yeah. you didn't have to do that. Uh, I seem, was there not a lot of toe questions this week? Because I haven't been, I haven't been really good about uh, catching the, the postgame pressers. <laughs> I just kind of see the, the tweets and the headlines after. And it seems like yeah. the past few weeks, it's just been toe, 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 so much toe. But I haven't seen much toe discourse after the after the game this week so was there not a lot of toe questions they do ask him in fact i think it was steve mcgargy who asked him post game if how the toe is feeling he said it felt fine they kind of asked him too about the injection stuff he wouldn't get into that because they usually you know inject him with some type of pain relief before Mm. the game but yeah it's funny too because i saw like people get all pissed off about how much they're talking about aaron Rodgers toe and it's like they were trying to frame it like i'm one of those like aaron Rodgers. well this guy was saying, you know, Rodgers doesn't want you to forget that he's playing through an injury. Oh, that okay, which no, not that pisses me off because yeah. it was literally like two full weeks where he didn't want to say what it was, and eventually he had to in the COVID toe thing, and everything came out. I love how, yeah, like they, they yeah, they bitch about that, like oh, Aaron Rodgers won't let you forget, and then after the Bucks Super Bowl last year, Brady's like, oh, by the way, I had a torn MCL. It's like, that's exactly. oh, oh and that's that's different? Like, really? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> that, I just... <sighs> that's exactly what the tweet referenced to is, well, Brady well, played we last year it. with the MCL. Yeah, it's like no idea. 2018, Rodgers literally played with a broken leg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if the media would have had a sniff that there was something wrong with Tom Brady's ACL or MCL, they he would have been flooded with questions. It would have been the same thing that yes. the, the treatment Rogers is getting right now. It's just stupid. It, once again, like anything else now with the internet and as much information as we have, you could have just what any opinion at this point, and there mm-hmm. is some amount of information to back whatever it is, no matter how fucking stupid yep. it is. What angle you want to take it. Yep. And speaking of stupid things, I'm going to say something maybe stupid here, but I don't think Ooh. it is. Okay. I am really happy that Aaron Rodgers got COVID when he did (laughs) with everything else going on right now. And with, you know, right now we're the number one seed in the NFC. It's nice to not have to worry about that, even with like the added testing going on, even with vaccinated players, how they're randomly getting tested. It did. It did. It kind of does sound like the protocol is changing every single day, though. It's strange. But isn't. Yeah, I think we've talked about this. Isn't the protocol in place now that he doesn't get tested until like. If, if yes. need be, the week before. Yes, the, the big, big game. The big one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so that's what's funny because, you know, now even vaccinated players are getting tested multiple times, but because he's had it, he's not even getting tested. So it's nothing to worry about up until the big Which, game. And, I mean, it w- it'll yeah. be so much fun to engage in those discussions when, when that comes around. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice, too, because it's like, well, Devontae's had it now, too. Devondre's had Did it he? now, Devont- too. Yeah, the oh, Cardinals yeah, missed, game. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, we're, you know, we've, We've got the injury, injury bug out. and all the COVID. Damn, if only, <laughs> if only Bach would have got it a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Could you? Yeah, I wonder if you go through 
Yeah, it's almost like when he was on the PUP, he should have like gone out and just gotten, <laughs> gotten COVID. Anyways, we'll see what happens with him. Anyways, uh, moving on, Devonte Adams. Uh, I, well, I guess we could. Should we start with Devonte or should we start with MVS? Because mm, I mean, you gotta you gotta start with one seven. Come on. Okay, uh, Devonte Adams once again. Yeah, really good football player. Six catches, forty four yards. He had the touchdown. He's also best in the world at what he does. God, I mean. The Green Bay Packers have the best quarterback in the world and the best wide receiver in the world, and the you know the Sometimes one of the I feel like one I, of the best coaches of in the in yeah. the world too. It's it's you know I kind of want to save this talk for take news, but it's like if we're arguing, you know, Aaron Rodgers possibly being an MVP and Coach Lafleur possibly being Coach of the Year, it's like when do you stop giving praise? Because at some point, it's like. Everything's just really good. It's just a perfect <laughs> marriage. You know, like you can't really just award one person without, you know, thinking someone else right. is being left out. But haters will though. That's what's <laughs> that's what's fun about it. It's like they get so mad about who's getting credit that they gotta discredit that person. It's just like we'll just enjoy our riches over here. Yeah. And yeah. And then I saw today too, like Pro Football Focus said that the Chiefs wide receivers number one, the Chiefs. They're open. Number two is the Packers, where wide receivers are open like 60% of the time or something. It's like, okay, well, once again, all right, maybe Aaron Rodgers isn't that good. People are just open, or are they open because of Coach LaFleur? And then it's like, oh, my God, why didn't we use a first-round pick on a wide receiver? <laughs> you know, so it's just everything kind of in rotation there. But once again, Devontae Adams, really good at football. What was his stat line again? I don't think you. He just had the, uh, yeah, six catches, 44 yards, one touchdown. Oh, 44 yards. Wow. Yeah, so he was kind of held in check. But when you're... That was a very loud 44. We talk about, like, a quiet 132 he's had before. But right. that felt like a very loud 44. Wow. Yeah, that's just what happens when you're the best receiver in football. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, MVS. Uh, Kyle, can we get a couple, maybe a couple choo-choos? There we go. Perfect. Uh, five receptions, 98 yards, the one touchdown. We Great talked, MBS game. We talked about all the passes at nauseum at this point, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. It's I I really don't still don't know what the hell he is. He's kind of like Darnell Savage. I would say he's better than Darnell Savage for what he is. But mm. for the position two in a contract year, it's like like I I love having him on the team. But if he went and signed with I mean, I don't want to put it in the universe, but let's say he signs with like the Chicago Bears. I don't know what how good he would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, look at Allen Robinson. He's an older player, but because I mean, the relationship he has with Rogers really is beautiful to see. Like, Rogers has a ton of respect and loves MVS, and obviously, likewise, like MVS can't go an interview without you know saying something along the lines of best quarterback ever. Right. And. Yeah, I think it's been a long time coming building that rapport and chemistry. And I mean, you think back to like his rookie year. I mean, isn't it the infamous like Rogers called? He was he was that he was a part of that rookie class that was called out from Rogers about like piss poor effort and mm-hmm. just kind of going through the motions. And yeah, I just yeah, you can't you can't just build that chemistry. Yeah, if he were to go in Chicago in free agency, he would. I think he would definitely. Um, not look as good, but I still think he's a very quality receiver. It's just Rodgers yeah. elevates him to a new level. Yeah, you wonder what it would be in a different environment, too. And it does, what you're talking about there, it does harken back because I remember what you're talking about. It Rodgers getting pissed off, and a big thing was like practice. It's mm-hmm. like these guys aren't taking practice seriously. They're not 
you know, creating habits and practice that translate to the games. And then that's what you heard all this offseason with MVS turning it back on is he he knows how to be a pro. Now. Yes. The way he carries himself is like a professional. I think, you know, if you're paying attention through the few years here, it's like, ah, that's, yeah. He's like, ah, you're starting to take it a little bit more seriously. And I mean, now. shit. And on that same note, like, as much as it helps building chemistry and, and earning the respect of the best quarterback in the world, he had the luxury of learning and gaining the respect of the best wide receiver in the world in Devante. So it's like a yeah. perfect, just a perfect combination of being able to, to develop as a receiver. And um, yeah, if unfortunately he does go somewhere else, he, I think he will be a stud and it's in large part due to the development he, he had here. Cause yeah, if he gets drafted by, yeah, the, the Bengals or something, he's probably just, especially at this point, a few years in that system now with the ups and downs that they've had yeah. at least, you know, three years ago too. Yeah. But I love MVS so much. Uh, moving on. Ellen Lazard, you know, kind of whatever game, two receptions, 23 yards. We talked about him a bit. They, we got away with really, that penalty. Really, really jarring drop from him yeah. and then bailed out by one of the worst penalties <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, very, and it's just, I mean, that's, that's, I don't, I don't want this to, to become a Lazard thing, but he already, he did have, you know, I think that game against Seattle. He's had a couple. He had that very weird drop. And then I think there was maybe one other game. He had a very uncharacteristic drop. So I hope this isn't becoming a characteristic for yeah. him, but uh, he did make it up with that great stretch, stretch right. out on the, on the third down. Um, but yeah, just just wait and see with Lazard, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, just the way it goes. We've said a bunch now, but he'll probably be the number two receiver next week. Oh, just yeah. With the way it rotates. Yep. Uh, something else to mention, Juwan Winfrey. He was out there quite a bit. Uh, I am interested to see, you know, everyone's in a contract year except for like Randall Cobb and I assume Winfrey as well. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with him these next couple of games to see if they can get him up to speed maybe for being a, having a larger role next year. Because I once again, we, I mean, he just looks the part. Yeah, and honestly, I was just going to say 88, such a good receiver number. And I think that that helps him a lot. But man, oh. I love I love eighty eight. It does help too, like back in the Reebok days with jerseys, mm. the eighty eight was a little big, especially like Jermichael Finley, uh, his no, rookie he was, year. He was eighty eight. Rookie year, second year. Yeah. It was and especially like Bubba Franks. Like just mm. thick, bold eighty eight. Yeah. Now it's a little more tightened skinny up a little bit. and it yeah. yeah, it's it's better on a on a wide receiver. Uh moving on to the running backs, starting with Aaron Jones. Sneaky, I think, like his best game of the year, we've said it before, he hasn't had these huge plays, but it's like every time he touched the ball this game, it seems like something positive happened. Yeah. Uh, 13 carries, 58 yards, no touchdowns, but he did also have one reception for 13. Uh, we didn't run the ball a lot in this game, but even probably when we... Probably with that secondary banged up. Right. Sense. But like, and then A.J. Dillon, he had seven carries, 22 yards, the one touchdown. We kind of talked about that. Kind of uh, vultured jones's touchdown yeah which is weird after the previous week and then he did also have the one reception for 13 yards but it's like the first time all year that i can remember where i was like god we should be passing the ball more even though Mm -hmm. the two backs only had the 20 combined carries but overall i don't know good enough i i'm uh the other thing to say about aaron jones he had a touchdown catch but also on mvs's touchdown to tie we we haven't even really said this. We uh, alluded to it, but Rogers tied Brett Favre. For oh yeah, of course. All touchdowns, touchdowns all times for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> uh, 
MVS scores, everyone's celebrating, and then Aaron Jones like doesn't celebrate, runs behind him, picks up the ball to make sure that Aaron or MVS oh, gets it. Apparently, MVS gets to keep the ball, which is really? cool. Yeah, and Aaron, well, I mean, oh yeah, I suppose because Aaron's gonna get the the breaker. Yeah, that one's probably a little bit more, more. But important. yeah, wow, what a, what a team! Because yeah, it was cool to see the embrace for MVS and Rogers, like a jump jump hug perfectly yep. executed by the way those are hard to do dude yeah i mean once it, without <laughs> without making it look awkward or, or weird very hard to do and flawlessly executed like i struggle with dapping people up mm-hmm. like like you're pretty much dapping in the air at that point with right. your entire yeah. body so i <laughs> it would be pretty bad i do like seeing the lucas patrick who seems tough yeah well, what were the hand motions he was doing Oh, I forgot about that. I was thinking back to Devontae's touchdown where he went up and did the whole Lion King thing. So he's kind of filled in with David Bakhtiari, yeah. who seems to be the one who usually grabs the receiver and oh, lifts him yeah. up in the air. Yes. And Lucas Love Patrick that. did that yes. in the game. Um, finishing off with the pass catchers. I mean, God, we could have probably let off with it. Tight end. <laughs> Big dog, once again, just this resurgence. Three receptions, 40 yards. Honestly. Just I mean... an animal. You you could have said three receptions, 113 yards, I'd believe you. <laughs> Holy smokes. In these last two games, uh, he had, like I said, the 40 yards in this game. He had, thir- he had like 50-something last week. These individual games, he's put up more yards than he did his entire season in 2018 in Mike McCarthy's offense. Two of those, I think two of those receptions, he was tackled inside the five-yard line, which is just... Mm. So heartbreaking. That what it looked like, and we talked about it beforehand. That last one that he had, I Where thought he was, he was going up the sideline, and then he cut back in. Oh, that eventually man. led to the field goal. But I thought that was going to be the record breaker. I'm like, Big Dog hasn't scored a touchdown all year. He's like Rogers' best friend on the team yes. almost, and for him to run over five freaking dudes oh, to score a touchdown God. just would have made all the sense in the world. Would well, have been. For, and then on the other one, he was tackled on like the two to to flash the thirty yeah. seven year old agility he has. He like caught it, stopped on a dime, spun, and then well got tackled. But uh, it, that was cool to see. He's he's still looking spry as ever. So I wish Hank was here for this question, but you know, with Big Dog, you never know what's going to happen. There could be weeks he has no catches. But I'm going to pose this question to you, Kyle. Who would you rather tackle, hmm. Big Dog or AJ Dillon? Wow, that is a. T- I mean, oh yeah. I mean, it's got to be. It's got to be big dog. I mean, AJ is just like. I don't like, even. I I so. So Mercedes, like he, he he doesn't get tackled, but, like, I I don't get the sense that defenders are scared to try and tackle him. I get that sense when I watch AJ. I guess I, I, I sometimes feel like DBs especially kind of like hesitate yeah. and there's like this moment of like please just fall down <laughs> where at least with Mercedes like I mean there is still some I'm sure hes- hesitancy among defenders but like I don't know it's just not as menacing so yeah I definitely would rather tackle. yeah I suppose I mean it, it would probably be easier to tackle him but I it's a good question though I think I would go with AJ Dillon because, like, Big Dog is a grown ass man, and oh, you'd you'd rather have to tackle. Sorry, I'd rather have to tackle AJ than Mercedes Lewis because oh, wow. I think, like, like I said, he's a grown ass man and shit, and that deep voice and everything. Obviously, that doesn't really come into play when you're playing football. But it's like AJ Dillon will break your body, but I think Mercedes Lewis would break your soul if mm. you try to tackle him. You know, and that's that's you know what that's fair. But 
again, I think it just comes down to what I've already seen from NFL defenders, like being legitimately hesitant to try and tackle him. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. That's that's a fair take, though. Yeah, I guess we'll probably never find out. Uh, <laughs> moving on, someone else to talk about, Tyler Davis, someone that a lot of people probably did not know was on the squad. He's played a lot of special teams all year. We picked him up off the Colts practice squad, I mm. believe, at the end of training camp or after we released Jay Sternberger. But he did have that one reception for 22 yards. He was the second highest rated player on offense, according to Pro Football Focus, too. So wow. maybe we'll see a little bit more from him in the well, future because he seems like a good, well-rounded player yeah, yeah i did not look at the snaps this week. yeah but again uh, just uh, uh another pretty ridiculous throw though from rogers on that catch it was a double double corner blitz yeah. and he was able to to loft it over an easy catch yeah no worry in the world for him uh josiah deguara three catches 16 yards still just slowly being you know looked at more and more every week it seems like uh, finishing off for the offense not too much to talk about with the offensive line rogers was sacked the three times but once again Held up pretty well against that Ravens team. We'll have to see what it's like next week. I guess we might as well get into it inevitably. We can talk about injuries. Good week for that. No one seemed to get banged up in this game. Yep. Uh, David Bakhtari does not sound like he will practice or would have practiced today. I don't think he's going to practice the rest of this week. Same with Zadarius Smith. Jair is still doing that individual work. But it's getting to that point. Uh, and once again, Billy Turner sounds like he would not have practiced today either. But with Bakhtiari, Zadarius, and Jair, we're getting to that point of the season, you know, with only three games left where if none of these guys play against the Vikings, and I don't think any of them are going to play this week against the Browns, they might be done because what are you going to – you're not just going to start them in the playoffs when they haven't played Bakhtiari in literally – an entire year well, and Zadarius yeah, you are. only having like 12. I don't, Why I don't think you? you do. I don't, I think you, maybe you activate them and you like do the shit we did and like, uh, LaFleur's first game against the bears, you know, and switch out like Lane Taylor and Elton Jenkins back and forth. But if these, you know, we, we saw what happened against the saints week one, when these guys were cold and now you're going to do it in the playoffs and you just throw someone out there who hasn't played in a football game well, in a year. No, I think that's, uh, that might be, you might be thinking a little too hard. I mean, if Bakhtiari is healthy enough to play along with Zadarius, like they're going to play. That's my thinking. We'll see. I just, especially with a bye week, hopefully in there as the one seed, I just, there's that even, yeah, even if, it's box first start of the year is the divisional round. Like you're, you're not going to not play them. You know, I, am I crazy? Like, I don't know. You, I think you're crazy. I don't know. It'll be, we'll see. Cause I, once again, if, if they don't play, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw them on injured reserve going into the playoffs. Cause those roster spots are going to be pretty damn important mm. too. So I don't know something to see, but uh, with that, that's all we've got on the offense. Kylie, have something else. <sighs> um, Oh, it's just the the Rodgers mentioned the the zero yard sack today. It's like the dumbest play you can make <laughs> as a quarterback. And I just wanted to say that Rodgers, as bad as you feel about that, at least you didn't throw the interception that Kirk threw last night. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> yeah, we didn't even have to. I'm still chuckling about that. It's that's the dumbest play you can make as a quarterback. <laughs> I didn't watch. I didn't watch the game. Apparently, Justin Jefferson kind of fell down early on. But it's just like the most confident. <laughs> The most confident, terrible throw I've ever yeah. seen. Confident, terrible. The way throw. he released it, you thought like maybe someone's wide open, and there was 
there was no one there except for a Bears it player. It looked like was, a punt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. The screen grab of him pretty much catching it like it is a punt. But uh, with that, we will have a quick break and be back with the defense. All right, moving on to the defense now. Overall thoughts. I mean, like I said before, it's just oh, weird how they're oh, back. General and forth. thoughts. Yeah. I mean, we've let's revisit this quick. Um, I'm not even going to ask a question because it's just kind of obvious now looking back on who the defensive MVP is. We can now say that with certainty that it's Kenny Clark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that argument keeps going back and forth. It's I was going to get into it with the edge rushers too, but I don't know what the hell it was. And I saw, I saw Andy Herman tweet out like the Packers have struggled with this all year, but it really did today. Talking about setting the edge, and I feel like we've been really good. Actually, yeah, at setting the edge like, all Preston, year. So I fuck mean, the, Andy, because yeah, that's I mean that's been one of the things that uh, Preston, like he in the beginning of the year, he wasn't really filling up the stat sheet, but he was always doing that shit to to keep outside runs and yeah, uh, in and quarterbacks in the pocket. Yeah, I thought that was that is a weird take. So I don't know how. I mean, Kenny had to affect that too, and I mean, we talked about it going into the game how the Ravens have given up like the most sacks in the league, just about. And with a young, you know, inexperienced quarterback, maybe Preston was licking his lips, hoping to, you know, make another five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, getting another two sacks. But kind of weird on that, not sitting the edge, and we've reverted to some of this weird miscommunication stuff. Where on Huntley's first rushing touchdown. We only had 10 guys on the field. Then oh, we had the yeah. other play where you saw Kevin King run in as yep. the ball is pretty much being snapped. And not the shit you want to see this late mm. in the year. And I think we talked about it too early on where, once again, Hank just jinxed us last week because it was the these long-ass drives. Mark Andrews had that 42-yard reception on the first drive. The second longest reception in that game was eight yards. Yeah. They had a couple wow. other, they had more runs. They had a couple runs that were like over 10 yards. Eight? Literally. That's actually blowing my mind. Yeah. One of those where you don't really notice, but Holy that's, shit. that's why the offense was like, fuck, you're watching. It's like, oh God, they're in the red zone. Oh yeah. I guess they scored. They scored 30 points and their second highest completion was eight yards. That's actually amazing. Yeah. Crazy. And we'll get into it more wow. here now. Uh, moving on to the secondary, Eric Stokes, it's it's been like a you know a tale of two seasons almost or halves of the season for him because early on and he's been pretty solid you know all year we've talked about his you know playmaking ability on the ball oh where's the butt well no it's like a good thing because these last couple weeks we haven't heard his name much yeah which okay. is great because early on good. you know he was targeted a lot and he's like top five and passes defended in the nfl he was the highest player on the defense for the Packers, according to Pro Football Focus. Wow. And here's something that uh, Dair Carriger, I don't know how you say his last name, tweeted out. Eric Stokes has allowed just 55 total yards over his last 21 targets. Jeez. It's been five weeks since he allowed a catch beyond eight yards. Stokes had the five highest graded weeks? game of his career against the Ravens. And yeah, Hollywood Brown, who Stokes has matched up with the most, he finished with 10 receptions. Guess how many yards he had? Like 52? 43 yards oh my. on 14 targets. The most Jarvis Landry stat line ever. <laughs> yeah. One of those drives like late in the game, it was like, all right, they're throwing to Hollywood. All right, they're throwing to Hollywood. And it was five yards, five yards. Eight yards, though. That is still just like I'm not over that. That's amazing. Eight. Yeah. Because uh, another part of this, too, the two 
Guess who the top two leading tacklers for the Packers were on Sunday? Mm. Savage and Campbell. Razul Douglas and Eric Stokes. What? <laughs> two corners. That's what it was. Because it was one of those weird games where it's all this short shit that, you know, they weren't getting yeah, long yards Mark, and they were Mark just getting Andrews, tackled. Mark Andrews wasn't getting tackled very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, those were the top two corners. Once again, Razul wow. Douglas was uh, the fifth highest rated player, I believe, according to Pro Football Focus. But nice to see that from the secondary, something that was not nice to see from the secondary. Darnell Savage, we talked about him a little bit earlier too, but God, the negative plays that he had just in the first half. Uh, Didn't wrap up on the 43-yarder we talked about. He allowed the eight-yard touchdown to Mark Andrews. He had the 15-yard penalty, that low block, which was kind of bullshit anyways. Oh, so bad. And he also allowed the nine-yard touchdown against Mark Andrews. but Which you didn't think could have been OPI. I definitely think that could have been OPI. (laughs) It was a two-hand extension check i don't know could have been thrown Th- those are those you're are such the f- a good fan those Spence. are the flags that if you're calling that you can call it on like literally no every single no 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 play. no no i no, just no. that was a two-hand arms extended i'd rather complain about penalties that weren't called than penalties that were called that's just the way i live my life you know a very very big deal but once again back to darnell savage up and down year we've talked a lot about him not being able to you know complete interceptions either we're facing a weird offseason with him as well, where he was a first he was a first round pick. He's not in a contract year, but it is a fourth year option. Oh, that's right. Year. No, isn't it a fifth year option? Sorry, fifth year option going into his fourth year. It's a fifth year option. So And you have to make that determination before correct. the start of next year. So it would be this offseason. So Kyle, would you exercise yes, Darnell's yes. for seven and a half million dollars? Yes. Okay. I would not. I mm. and I don't think the Packers are going to. Who are you going to put back there? I don't care. The, it's not so much. We'll see. Now that's just. Well, yeah. okay. Well, who are you going to who are I you going to put uh, behind Josh Myers at center, Kyle? Who are you going to have lining up as your number one receiver? What? Josh Myers is a center. I know. Well, I'm saying behind him though. I'm saying it's not so much Savage. Well, okay, he's up and down. So you're more worried about the backup center than a starting safety? No, that's not what. I, you're you're not uh, you're not. Well, here. It sounds like if we do, I'm saying I'm saying behind him, as in the guy taking the snap from from Josh Myers, which would be Aaron Rodgers. I'm oh. saying the seven million dollars that Darnell Savage would be set to make in that fifth year. It's tough if you're going to have guys like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams back on this team. So Cap's at, going up. At some point, <laughs> but not next year, at some point you're going to have to make some sacrifices, and I'm wondering if Darnell Savage is going to have to be one of mm. those because he's someone I would probably want to move on from. Uh, inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell, once again, great player, only player with a sack on the day, which was surprising going into it. We thought there would be a lot more, but that was it. Not much else to talk about. Uh, I guess Chris Barnes, once again, it's like once a month he has one of those hits where you hear it pop live. <laughs> he had another one of those where it's like, okay, well, as long as you're doing that to get noticed, I'm fine with it. Uh, Rashawn Gary only had the five pressures. Same with Preston Smith. We talked about it earlier. Gary about with another edge. classic. I mean, probably had three almost sacks again. He He's good for at least two a week now. I, he, you just You just pencil it in for... Almost sacks. I, I once and we talked about it last week too. I just don't get it because he doesn't finish like other guys do. He's creating the pressure, which is yeah, well, the most yeah, important. No, you but... like and and 
it's like there's three levels. There's pressure, almost sack, and sack. And he is <laughs> yeah. like he's really good at the pressures, really good at the almost sacks. And yeah, eventually the the sacks should start coming. But man, it's just he. There's just so many times he's just like there, and then the quarterback just fume gets out of. I just it's yeah, it's very frustrating to watch over and over. But he'll get home eventually. Yeah, he's he's still tied with. Oh no, I think he's still underneath. Preston for sacks, whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, defensive line: Tyler Lancaster was the second highest graded player according to Pro Football wow. Focus. He sneaky had a decent year. You know, I've I'm not seeing him push back as much as he would, and a lot of times, like he is creating pressure, which is not something you're used to seeing with his big old white Tyler pasty Lancaster, his yeah. pasty white arms with the <laughs> tattoos on it. Uh, something else to talk about with the defensive line. I guess Dean Lowry's been good too, but Abdullah Anderson got called up for this game. He was the third highest graded player on defense for the Packers on his 18 sacks. He's a second year player out of Bucknell. Um, haven't heard about him much at all. I was more so surprised that he got the call over Jack Heflin, who was obviously mm, the big talk of training camp. camp so, yeah, it'll be. I wonder if we'll see anything of Jack Heflin or if like he's going to go the way of Vic Soto and just kind of disappear yeah. come training camp next year. Look like uh, Tippa. Tipa got a lot of snaps too. Yeah, he was out there quite a bit, it, and it's weird how it's like whenever I notice Tipa out there, it's like Garvin's out there as well. And yeah, so can't we supplement this a little <laughs> Maybe better? Not have both of them, and, and there the was the weird time. play too where Tipa like did not contain Huntley, ran out, and then it, it was uh, Abdullah who was chasing him. It's like, oh, so we just this is the poor man's like front <laughs> hey. seven right now, not allowing or not doing. <laughs> Very well up there. I think it was like a zero yard gain or a couple yards. Great, uh, great pull on that. Yeah, it, was, always, it was the poor man. Always got to use it when you can. Uh, I don't think we've literally ever used it. We've, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I try poor to avoid it at Packers times. Defense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of poor man's, the last thing to talk about with this game is the special teams. Ugh. So they were bad. <laughs> I think we can all admit it's, that. It's so bad. It's an improvement. And once again, I don't think we can move on from Maurice Drayton. Once again, it's like we hired from within with him. So if we, you know, fired him in season, we would literally be, just, it would be the third guy, you know, behind Sean Meninga's staff seriously, is who would be the coordinator there, at this point. There's just no point in, in firing him at this point. Like, I don't. And especially in this game, obviously it sucked and this shouldn't happen and they should get coached up on this. But let's look at like the three biggest ones. Like there was, you know, a couple shitty returns they allowed. But the big ones were Yadam hitting the returner after calling a fair catch. The muff on the short yeah. kick. Oh the God. shank that Boho had, Bojo had late. To let and, them go and tie, well, potentially tie the game up. But all of those plays are things that high schoolers know you shouldn't <laughs> do. You know, so it's like we can blame Maurice Drayton right. and, and we should. But at the same time, it's like you got to know to catch the it ball, comes, to not hit the guy and yes. to not kick the ball out of bounds. Yeah, so. it's not like, yeah, Drayton is, is running into the, the receiver like that and. Like what do you, what do you think the, like the nerves and the mindset Drayton has like every time like the special teams unit is trotting out there whether it be like a punt <laughs> return or a punt or a kick like he's just got to be like thinking like every single person in the stadium is looking directly at me like <laughs> for, he's just got to sure. feel so like all right please 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 it's almost to that point now where us as fans I know a lot of people well God you've talked about your brother and how he like turns the TV off oh, on a yeah. kick. 
We should, yeah, we should just do that for every special. Well, Maurice Drayton, play. at this point, it's like he should just close his <laughs> eyes. I know he's a coach and he has to coach him up, but if he could just close his eyes and just hope maybe that's something that can change the mojo a little bit. But changing the mojo as well, Shannon Sullivan was the punt returner on that one, didn't muff it or anything. So, yeah, that was, uh, I mean, yeah. It's nice to see a confident catch, I guess, on a punt return. I don't know what else to say, but we'll we'll see what happens with that going forward. But yeah, that's all I have for this game. Kyle, do you have anything else to talk about? (sighs) One seed in in hand. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Well, we'll talk about that next. Uh, Quick here, we'll have a break and take news. Football time. Take news. All right, take news for the week. Might as well talk about this briefly before, I don't know, it might get away from us here. Wanted to talk about it last week. Could have been better. But the MVP race and the number one seed might as well, you know, with three games left. Now, uh, yeah, Kyle? Yeah. Well, so I'm so obviously Packers are the one seed right now. They went out. They're the one seed. But with how good of a day it was for NFC now is it is my understanding is they can actually afford to lose one of these last three games it's they can go two and one and still be the one seed so part of it is like if we're gonna lose a game we'd want to lose against the brown because it's because it's afc yes yes but at the same time what you're talking about too the packers have a 78 percent chance of getting the one seed right now do you know who the number two team is what the dallas cowboys and it's like a 12 percent chance so we'd kind of have huh. to fall apart here, but as long as we don't... I just, yeah, I I wonder, yeah, because I'm sure the NFC-AFC has a lot to do with it, but like the, I wonder if they... The Cowboys have a better record against the NFC than we do at this point. They do? Yes. Okay. So that's that's one of the things because, yeah, because what, we lost two. Who have we lost to? We lost to the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the Saints. Yeah, so we have two losses. They only have one loss against the NFC team at Makes this sense. point. But back to the MVP thing, it's something I wanted to talk about last week, and I did not understand it, how going into this past week of football... God, yeah. It, you're. Oh, this would have been good to record last week because you would look like such a genius I know. this week. So going into last week, Tom Brady you know, was the favorite to be the MVP. He was at minus 150 or he 120. Was minus money? No yeah. way. Yes, it was something like that. And for oh those who don't God. know how betting works... <laughs> and this this is kind of a weird you know this isn't something you do with your local bookie or anything but it would basically you look at every bet as betting 100 so with that tom brady mm-hmm. minus 120 it would be you would have to bet 120 dollars to win 100 right when aaron Rodgers at that same point last week was at plus 500 meaning if you bet 100 dollars and he won the mvp you would win five hundred dollars so that's what i wanted to talk about last week how fucking stupid that was (laughs) and it was every book and i just didn't get it and there was the whole thing too with after the bucks beat the buffalo bills in overtime or right before went up and then just crumbled away and yeah it's like the talks intensified after they almost blew that game that they they were the best team in the league or the best team in the nfc and people are still arguing that and then they go and lose to the saints once again this week and you look at you look at who the Bucks have played, and I'm just gonna look it up here. Because their losses are the Saints twice, I think. Yes, the Saints twice, and the the Washington football team, and 
The Rams, I think. Yeah, and th- and this was the stretch they went on with Tom Brady and the Bucks, where they became you know the best team in the NFC and everything. So like like we said, they beat the Bills. Before that, they beat the Falcons by thirteen points. Before <laughs> that, they beat the Colts, who are a fine team, by a touchdown. Before that, they beat the Giants by twenty points. Before that, they lost to the Redskins Washington football team. Football Oops, sorry about that. Um, and then before that, they lost to the Saints again. And this is the team that everyone's saying. Is like the best team in football with the MVP. Super weird. And I don't, I just don't understand it. You know, it'll be different now with Evans going down, Godwin going down, Fournette going down, but he's had the same offensive line all year. Yep. The defense has been a little hurt, but. And, and not that there's really such thing as any good losses, but like the Packers' losses are way better than the Bucks' losses. Like obviously the Saints. I mean, the one Saints-Packer loss that was, is, is equal to both the Bucks saints losses. Yeah. But, like, the, the Washington loss, that's awful. And, oh, yeah, they did get... That's, that Saints game, to me, that's a 2020 season. Yeah, it doesn't even feel like this. Yeah, yet. that was just an extension of the NFC Championship. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. But, and, you know, so then after last week plays out, obviously the Bucks lose. Brady doesn't look great. Zero Packers points. Win. Zero Zero points. <laughs> so now it's zero. The odds have moved At up. Home. Brady is still the favorite. Brady is plus one forty five. Wait wait, 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 wait. Right now. Right now. Stop. Yes. What, Brady. What, hold. Okay. Brady is plus one forty five. Aaron Rodgers is one seventy five. This was what acor- book are you looking at? This was according to the Win Casino in Vegas. And behind them, you know, it's I simply refuse. It's Patrick Mahomes who's plus one thousand and Jonathan. Taylor, who's also at plus one thousand, but honestly, it's like you, you. I'm sorry, those those lines have to be. There's no way that Tom Brady is still the betting favorite right now. There's no way. Yeah, he's in. He's not. I think it's even in some books too. I honestly, but Brady is to well, the listeners. I think Spence is is getting wrong info. I I don't have the capacity to look at it right now. My well, book doesn't. There's just no. There's there's no way that the public because i mean that's what the li- that's but largely what they base the 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 lines off of is public perception and correct what what people like and are going to take there's no way that the public is higher on brady being an mvp than rogers right now but it is something to talk about too and i know this is kind of a touchy subject for some people especially after all the covid stuff but there is that thought that a lot of writers aren't going to vote oh. for Aaron Rodgers. And today I'm McAfee too. And it's like, oh. I love Aaron. And it's like, sure, he said some dumb stuff. He's uh, whatever. Everyone be your own person. But like he wore the cancel culture sweatshirt and shit yeah. today. It's like, dude, it's like we get it. You yeah. don't have to keep doing it. Like well, whatever. I don't care. But it's <laughs> yeah. the people who hate you, you're just going to make them hate you more. If that's... Oh, God. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that angle where it's just... I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, I did just say it's public perception, and I guess that is a, a factor in it, but yeah, that's just so illogical, and <laughs> it's quite frankly infuriating. Yeah. To, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's insulting to football fans to think that Brady is the MVP over Rodgers. We'll right see. Now. I mean, last year, too, it was, it was freaking Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray, and they both just fell off. I guess Josh Allen came on hot at the end too but they just fall, fell off at the yeah. end maybe brady will like it honestly the top three in order should be rogers jonathan taylor and then maybe brady i don't I, know or i maybe would say some that's what third or be, fourth yes. guy like that's a joke <laughs> yeah and i guess we'll we'll see how everything you know finishes out here but 
if Rodgers, you know, if we just kind of skirt along, win these couple of games, say we score like 25 points on average these last couple and the Colts make the playoffs and everything. And Jonathan, I mean, how many passes did, did, uh, uh, what's his name throw on the Colts on Wentz? Yeah. Carson Wentz. He threw like nine balls in their last <laughs> game against the Patriots. You know what I mean? So it's like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset if, they gave it to Jonathan Taylor. I would oh, I be. Would, up- I would love that. Yeah, I would be upset if they gave it to Brady. But if it's Taylor like if there's Wisconsin a year, running back. Oh, actually, yes. him or Melvin? Eh, I don't know. I uh, yeah, it's Hard tough to say. But it's like if there's a if you're going to do it, it's kind of like that JJ Watt year almost when Rodgers won the MVP too. It's oh like, yeah. There's no clear cut quarterback right now. We'll see how it pans out. But if you give it to Jonathan Taylor, I'd be completely fine with that. Mm-hmm. But to to entertain the thought of of Brady finishing over him is 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 angry makes me angry we'll see yeah i i don't think he's going to play that well um with, I mean, with zero out. zero points at home in the divisional <laughs> game he scored too. zero points <laughs> yeah has Rodgers ever done that uh, and that's the fu- oh that's the shit cuz that's how i got hurt too in the first place and i sent you those clips i hate ryan wood he is the worst guy on the beat i don't even think the guys on the beat like ryan wood but he's so fucking pompous mm. like he said before Ooh. i think i think after the bears game after the We're bears talking about ryan wood yes after the bears game or after the rams game he was like you can't you can't let this happen against the tom brady's of the world and it's like <laughs> Did you watch the NFC Championship game last year where he tried to give the the he game away? He tried so hard. And it's oh, I just I hate everything. It's just you've got to these people and their takes and mm. they've got to be a fucking stick in the gotta mud. Got to get traction. Yep. I just I hate everyone. Deep breath, Spence. I know, but you know something I love? What's that? It's Colin. Oh. I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? Kyle, you are a projected 24, 15, and 1. Uh, what do you I mean projected? Uh, I, there was like two weeks where I didn't count, and we kind of eyeballed where you were at, and I didn't update the oh. little grease board, whiteboard that we have here. So 15, pretty good. Yeah, pretty 25, good. yeah, because you were 3 0 last week. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, Kyle, are you ready for your first question? <sighs> These ones are tougher. Oh, I actually have four, but we'll see. Okay, oh. Kyle, your first question. How many Packers returned a kick against the Ravens? Returned a kick. Returned slash recovered. How many different players? Yes. For the oh, Green yeah, Bay Packers. This is tough. This is a total, total crapshoot. So we're talking punts and kick returns? Just kick returns. Oh. Oh. I have no idea. <laughs> um, how many different... Um, Oh, yeah, because there was Tucker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because Tucker did that little pooch. Um, I guess I'll just go with my favorite number three. Kyle, the correct answer is five. Oh, wow. Amari Rogers was the first kick returner. Uh, he got banged up. Malik Taylor came in. He got banged up. So then we put uh, Patrick Taylor back there. And between him and Patrick Taylor? And between him and Jonathan Garvin. Did Patrick Taylor actually field one? Well, I mean, Garvin was the guy who fell on it. So either way, that's oh. the third guy. And then we had Aaron Jones return the one kick oh, where we were set up for the yeah, yeah, for the yeah. hands team. And then AJ Dillon re- recovered the uh, the onside kick. So we had five different wow. Packers return kicks in this game. Yeah, damn. There you Forgot go. About all the onsides or the 
weird, awkward ones. Damn it. Yeah, we were Patrick Taylor catching that one away from all of the running backs um, having a kick return <laughs> yeah. in the game. All right, Kyle. Oh, and one. Moving on to the second question as, as it works. Kyle, uh, who was the last Browns quarterback? Eh, we'll, we'll skip this one for now. Kyle, hmm. who were the two quarterbacks the last time the Packers played the Browns? Uh, Brett Hundley. It was the OT winner against Devontae and... Against Devontae. Or against... What did I say? Uh, against Devontae. Devontae game winner against yep. the Browns. Um, Ran out of the tunnel. Yeah. I, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know who the backup was. Uh, Sir, tw- this would have been 20... Who was the Browns quarterback? Have been, oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, shit. I think it was Brian Hoyer. It was Deshaun Kaiser. Damn. It was Deshaun Kaiser in that yeah. game. There's a uh, damn it. Yeah, so two Packers legends played played in that game. There's a uh, you could buy a pair of practice shorts, Deshaun Kaiser's practice shorts on eBay. They're eighty bucks. I've thought about it. Eighty dollars. It has like his name on it. I'm like, this is just so funny and stupid. I mean, it's kinda... like, and I'm like, I would wear them. I, I it's probably good quality. Yeah, you practiced in them. That's kind of cool. I probably don't fit in them. Yeah, well, I think they're like large or extra large, and I think I'm to that mm. point in my life where I could probably sneak in there. <laughs> but okay, Damn Kyle, it. 0-2. Uh, okay, there's two different ways I can go with this. I added this one. We'll do this. The other one I don't think you will get. I think this is easier. Kyle, so Aaron Rodgers obviously tied Brett Favre for the most passing touchdowns in Packers history. On Sunday, he will break the record on Saturday this week. Kyle, has Aaron Rodgers thrown a touchdown to a player that isn't a wide receiver, running back, fullback, or tight end? This year? In his career. Um, hmm. Should have had one with Julius Peppers. Um, I can't think of any, like, O-lineman plays. I'm going to say no. Very good, Kyle. Nice. He has not. Yeah, kind of. I would have, you know, it's one of those where I'm like, well, he must have. And then like once you think, yeah, you're like, wait definitely a minute. I remembered an O lineman touchdown. You could have. Definitely would have remembered the Peppers one, which, oh, still salty about. I know. The, once again, Mike McCarthy having one dumbass primetime game for, for everyone. He, he's always had one stupid ass play <laughs> rolls out there. And yeah, you know, I was thinking like Julius Peppers. No, salty or, that it wasn't completed. Not well, yeah, that, that too, called. I guess. But we, we got like sh- shlacked in that game. We lost by like 30 fucking points. And we're yeah. like, oh, let's throw one at Julius Peppers. But uh, like BJ Raji never had one either. I just yeah. remember way back in the day when Mark Tauscher had a touchdown catch from Brett Favre. Did a Lambo leap and then they called it back. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe he'll have one one of these for how many offensive linemen we've had to go through this year? I mean, well, big dog, I guess is yeah. He's he's as effective as an old lineman. Yeah, honestly, pretty, he could yeah, probably play. He could probably play right tackle. Oh, abs. Yes, he would be better than some of the guys like Don Barclay or shit that we've had in the past. But yes, very good, Kyle. One and two for the week. Damn. One one bonus one here before we talk about the Browns. I don't think you get this, Kyle. Who was the last Browns quarterback to beat the Packers? Mm. Oof. Wow. I mean, they only play every four. So 17, 13. Would you like the year? Yes. 2005. Ooh, yeah. I'm not getting this one. <laughs> um, 
Tim Couch. <laughs> hey, he was a Packers legend too. He might have he might have actually been with the Packers in 2005, but no, it was the the legend Trent Delfer. Oh, was the quarterback was in that Brown? game? Ugh. Yeah, guess uh, guess one of the Packers that scored in that game. One of your favorite Packers. 2005. A legend, a wide receiver. Javon Walker. Ooh, close. <laughs> He, oh no, he Robert Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, Robert Ferguson. Once again, uh, go back to the Tom no. Grassi episode if if you don't know what we're talking about. But yeah, talking oh. about the Browns there, Kyle, we can go right into the preview. We are playing the Cleveland Browns Saturday. I almost said Saturday night. Saturday at three thirty at Lambeau. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Just be hanging out with the fam. It's gonna be a nice Christmas day, and just have have some. Maybe some coffee with some Baileys in there. And just, it's just going to be so wonderful. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be weird because I'll be in California watching that game. Mm. So a Christmas. Oh, so you won't even yeah, get the A Christmas the game vibes. at Lambeau watching. Yeah. And, yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, um, I do like the Christmas event games too. Uh, Packers are seven-point favorites at home. Uh, 44 and a half over under. The Browns are the Browns. They are seven and seven right now. They're obviously Just going through the COVID. Absolutely ravaged by COVID. Yeah, and it's funny too because uh, it's it's JC right, JC Treader, former Packer. Oh yeah, he's like the NFLPA NFLPA guy, and they obviously push back. A lot of weird Packers connections here because drafted by the Packers, he was a good interior offensive lineman for us. He's with the Browns, Players Association lead rep right now. They pushed that game back, and Casey Hayward, a former Packer, like quote tweeted, you know, what pushing the games back. And he was like, "Oh, I wonder if this has something to do with Treader being the head rep for for the uh, NFLPA." Mm. So all that going back and forth, whatever. It's weird too. I've thought of this before. So Treader was at when he was a rookie in minicamp. He broke his ankle. I'm not even sure if he signed a con- his contract at the time, but it's weird how he had that kind of weird, like very much a player's you know, NFLPA type deal, you know, getting injured during mini camp right. when you're not really signed. And now he's like the head of the NFLPA. I wonder how much that uh, came into play when he, you know, chose to go that route and head yeah, that that's up. Inter- what a, what a, what a path he, I wonder, yeah, how, what kind of journey that must've took to like, what kind of strings he had to pull to become the NFLPA. Cause it's not like he's like, an all pro caliber player. He right. He's pretty solid. I know he might have been voted. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know how to word that because I know he's good. But yeah, he's someone I kind of wish we would have hung on to him because he could play center or guards, mm-hmm. and that's like when we went through the Byron Bell year, I believe. Yeah, but he's also a really smart dude too. I think he went to Duke or something. He went to one of those nice smart person schools. But yeah. anyways, whatever. Back to the Browns. Their offense, uh, I don't know. The Browns are the Browns. They're 29th in points, 5th in rushing yards, 26th in passing yards. Baker Mayfield should be their quarterback on Sunday. Uh, he's got 13 touchdowns, eleven or 7 picks on the season. He's been sacked 29 times and has a pass rating of 90. Their lead running back is Nick Chubb, one of the better backs in the league. Just went over 1,000 yards this past week and has an average of 5.4 yards per carry. And their pass catchers, I mean, God, nobody. Ha- so Donovan Peoples-Jones is their top receiver. Guess how many yards he has on the season? Mm, 412. 478. Oh. You know, everyone's kind of in that same range. You know, obviously, I mean, they moved on from Odell Beckham Jr., obviously, and they really don't have any other weapons as well on that team. Defense, 
right middle of the road, 15th in points, 8th in passing yards, 9th in rushing, and 4th in points per play. Miles Garrett is, you know, running for Defensive Player of the Year, 15 sacks on the season. They also have Clowney, who is five on the season. Denzel Ward is their top corner, you know, uh, pro bowler as well. Mm-hmm. And he has three picks on the season. So, you know, kind of a, I don't know, it's it's hard to even ooh, envision this game. You know, if it's one of those where if, if we were playing it in Cleveland, I'd have some weird, like, trap game vibes. But with it at Lambeau on Christmas... Well, the Packers it, can't lose this game, yeah, can they? Well, and we just don't know who the hell is going to be active for them. Yeah. And, yeah, this this Browns team is just weird. Like, a, lo- a ton of hype coming into the year. They started pretty hot, too. Really, yeah, really talented roster, but just haven't. I mean, I think maybe Baker is is one of the reasons they've struggled to to put things together. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, just a, a weird team. Miles Garrett is a mammoth, though he's a game wrecker. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried. I'm surprised. I, I guess seven a seven point spread makes sense, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it got up to like seven and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. It'll be interesting to see where the sharp money goes mm-hmm. on Saturday. But it's weird because it's like you look at what the Browns are and the strength is Miles Garrett. But I'm just thinking of you know we have a weakness kind of right now at offensive tackle. But we have all year, and we really haven't had a game where that mattered. You right. know, you think that's such a mix match if, you know, line up against freaking Yosh, but... Yosh. Yosh, but <laughs> once again, it's like Rodgers is just getting the ball out so quick, and with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, mm-hmm. the pass rush has just not really gotten home for most teams yep. this year. Yeah. What uh, What are your general <laughs> thoughts on... Uh... <laughs> Well, the outcome. I guess something else to talk about, too, is MVS did test positive for COVID oh, today. Right. We didn't even mention that. Yet. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we usually don't get into so that. He's, so, I mean, he's pretty much out. I saw Tom Silverstein tweet that it's possible that he, because he is vaccinated, mm-hmm. he's been in press conferences in person, so he could test negative twice and still play in this game. Kenny Clark should be back for this game. But, I don't know. It's so weird, too, with this all the COVID stuff too. Like there's been talks of possibly allowing vaccinated positive COVID players who are asymptomatic playing in games in the future. And it's just like, I don't, I, what, like, I, I don't know what uh, yeah, anything I, is. I'm anymore. not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not spending the energy to try and keep up with the protocols. <laughs> right. I'm just going to look at who's active and who's inactive on Saturday afternoon. And that's it. Yes. It's, but with everything that they had this past week where like a fraction, a large portion of their roster was on, you know, the COVID list where it's like, okay, let's have, let's have some really quick hellos and goodbyes at the end of this right, game yeah. on the field. Yeah, No Jersey swaps. Yeah, no. <laughs> None of that. Just get through it. Cause it's, we don't need that shit running rampant through the Packers locker room. But yeah, Kyle, uh, this game, I don't know. Christmas, I I go back to, you know, I feel like we're going to win this game. I'm sure we will, but I don't want to get those. You know, I think back to, I don't know if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas when Favre came back and we lost to the Bears. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of get those negative vibes, but that's just not going to happen. It's not the Brown. Like Baker Mayfield, there's no way he's going to come Even in if and play well. He does play. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, we still put up 30 points a game 
Uh, last week, I think I thought we were going to score 33 or 34, but I'll roll with that again. I'll say the Packers are going to win this game. You know what? I'm going to steal. I think this is what you had last week. I'm going to say the Packers are going to win 31 to 17. Okay. Very nice. Football. Football. Um, Kyle? I think think Miles Garrett is questionable to play. I'm not sure if it's injury or if it's COVID related, Ah. Um, but I did see that his status is unknown, and I think that is one of the biggest catalysts for this game. Um, So if he doesn't play, I think it could get very ugly. Um, And so I'm just going to assume he is not playing. Okay. Okay. And uh, let's go with, oh, let's go with a nice 38 point drubbing. 38, 21. Okay. Good guys. Okay. Who's scoring the Browns touchdowns? Chubb, Chubb, and then Hooper. Okay. Oh, God. I forgot Hooper was. That's you know what that's what we're gonna do for like take news next week. I want to revisit all of the guys that we you know you see the blogs like free agent targets for the Green Bay Packers. So it was Julio Jones yeah, yeah, yeah. and Odell Beckham Jr. and Austin, Austin Hooper. <laughs> all this shit. It's like, eh, we don't need it. Yeah, spend give me Babito and the Messiah. Yeah. Um. Okay, Kyle. My, do you want to ask? Yeah. Me? No. Yeah. You. Okay. Go ahead. Cool. Well, so <laughs> I didn't post the graphic last week. I'm just going to double up because, you know, it is December. The December has got to come out of hibernation. You know, he was on the COVID list. And what a better time than Christmas for him to, you know, be Ooh. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Bear. Yes. Come Ooh, in. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Bear. <laughs> right. Yeah, sounds really good. <laughs> Two sacks, forced fumble. Kenny Clark, that is my bold prediction wow, for this game. Okay, Kyle, Kenny. what is your bold prediction? Um... I'm gonna go with I don't he I don't actually no he's 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 popped up on BPs before but um you know we've talked about he's getting more and more involved as his role has expanded he kind of mm. quieted down a little bit um but I'm gonna go yeah Josiah the Messiah yep with a touchdown and. 50 yards but the touchdown <laughs> okay, okay. the touchdown is number 443 oh, oh okay oh, oh, oh. god yeah i'm wondering too because <laughs> i was like winfrey he was he came in the game late in the red zone i'm like what if winfrey's first career touchdown <sighs> is the record breaker because then it's like what do you do with that ball obviously rogers is probably going to get it but it would be interesting to you know that would be some form of some narrative after the game yeah i really hope i really hope big dog is 443 though i really hope so just so he's etched in packers i mean he already is etched in packers well why don't we do that prediction then do you want to take big dog who's gonna who's gonna catch the well i kind of just took josiah okay so you well okay but but I, i want big dog to do it I mean, I guess we can separate the two. Yeah, that's yeah. That's All what right, I'm saying. so I'll say Big Dog. Okay, I think it's going to be Lazard. Ooh, because you know, because you know what's going to happen. <laughs> he's going to catch it. He's going to carry the ball or whatever. He's probably going to hand it to Rogers, and he's going to do his little crown thing to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen. That's going to be the fucking. Photo you see in all the little, yes. you know, commemorative things in or no has memorabilia. 
Haven't they? Or no, that, I think that was Devontae where he got down yeah. on one knees and he like he like held up the football like it was like a like a a treasure or something. Yeah, I think that'd be cool too. Okay. Uh, well, God, I just can't wait to see. I'm so excited. <laughs> see, oh, this is gonna be a see, fun game. Yeah, that's more important than the game. It's who catches it and what's gonna happen right. afterwards. So like, let's win first. And you remember what uh, what Favre did when he threw his to mm-hmm. break the record? Well, to break the touchdown record, I should say mm-hmm. at the Metro. Oh, he like oh he uh, he like uh, picked up it was driver, wasn't it? Jennings, it was Jennings. Are yep. you sure? Positive. Because I was at the I was at the Chargers game where he tied the record, and he, I think he did the same thing. And it was like a picked... slant over the middle, but because he broke it in the Metrodome, didn't yep. he? Yeah, because they and had like Dan Jennings, Marino right. up on the screen in the Metro. Which yeah. It's funny how they did that back in the day. And now they couldn't give a shit less because it it's like Brady and Breeze going back right, and forth right. for the longest time. But yeah. The he yeah picked up Greg Jennings threw him over his shoulders and that was the putter in the old vice with Aaron Rodgers yeah. on the sideline. So I wonder if he'll be mic'd up and we get like that'd be so stupid, but we get something between him and Jordan Love in this game once again, mm. creating fake narratives as a dumb fan. But yes, with that, everyone's favorite part of the episode. If you could please leave a five star review and five for all of you out there, there's a huge huge update on this. You know, oh. I've heard people you know email in and say this in the past. Starting now. If you listen on Spotify, they do have ratings. Ooh. And I guess they've got a pretty cool thing going on, too, where you can't leave a review unless you've listened to, like, multiple episodes. Nice. So go in there if you want. Leave a five-star rating. That'd be pretty cool. It's very early on for ratings on Spotify. Mm. So do you that. Really, get our name up you, there. Yeah, That'd be you cool. you shouldn't really frame it as if you want. Like, this should actually almost be a requirement as a listener. Yeah, come on. It's Christmas time. Don't you want to give us a gift? We give you yeah. a free gift every week listening to... These two very intelligent people talk about the Green Bay well Packers. Well-adjusted Packer fans. <laughs> very, yeah. Well, that should have been the name of the podcast, Well-Adjusted Packer <laughs> fans. But uh, yeah, leave a star, five-star review. takes you two seconds. That would be really cool. Even if you leave a review, take a screenshot of it. Email it to us on pppodcast at gmail.com or DM it to us on Twitter at pod, and we will send you a free koozie. I believe Hank got the... Uh, the cards sent out. The cards, seven seven days of Hankmas out, <laughs> so uh, or 25 days of Hankmas out, so look for that. But even now, I mean, we'll send you a koozie if you leave a review or rating. But uh, yeah, shit. I guess that's uh, that's all I have this week. Oh, good. Hey, we're right out right about one thirty here, so that's, that's what we're always shooting for. Kyle, do you... Uh, if anything else, uh, any Christmas thoughts or <sighs> Packer thoughts to Merry Christmas, leave everyone Happy holidays, with? whatever, whatever you celebrate, enjoy, enjoy time with your family. Mm-hmm. I know I will. Um, yeah, one seed went out, and uh, road goes through Lambo, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I really, <laughs> I really want to do it this year. Yeah, as as I mean, as I do every year, but this year. It's, it's obviously is particularly uh, urgent just because of the whole quarterbacking situation, <laughs> the um, whole everything situation uh-huh, going on, and uh-huh. Devontae too. I will say this, you know, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I will. If the Packers make the playoffs, while well, we have, well, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I'll go to a game this year, and depending on road trip, depending on how the matchups go, yes, Benny, because Kyle, we don't need to say it out loud, but. Every regular season game I've been to at Lambeau, the Packers haven't blanked. So if, say, we pull pull a nice card for the divisional round, I think I would want to go to the championship game. Yes. And if I go there, yes. hopefully I would be yes. the, the, lucky, yes. the lucky charm, the charm. To, get us, I am, to get us through I am, there. I am more than okay with 
giving you that title as long as as long as the job gets done. Okay, so everyone will have to thank me if you know we we get to the big game. But hey, there's another another side to yeah. that sword as well. So, <laughs> yep. so just consider that. We'll see. But with that, now Kyle, I definitely don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. All right. Well, Eric Koskinen, please don't sue us. Go pack, go. Just won't pay. I worked all year, I worked all month, then they took my money away. Yeah, well, now I don't care. Cause they ain't working like me down here. And I said, hey, Cigarette.